Today, let's focus on this phrase spoken by Jesus. I am the way and the truth and the life. I first want to show how this phrase speaks to people back in the time of Christ and even us today in the present. And then second, how are we meant to respond to it? So, so first, what, is, what does it mean that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life to people both in the past and here in the present? In our gospel, you have to know kind of what's going on at the time of Christ to put it into context. You see, at that time in history, society just felt lost and oppressed. The Jewish people, they were occupied by the Roman Empire. And then the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they're not really a source of life-giving instruction. It just feels like these religious leaders are just giving more burdens and more problems. So overall, the people, they just had a longing in the middle of all of that. They just want a solution. What is the way? And here comes Jesus who responds to all of those desires with the phrase, I am the way and the truth and the life. And what happened when people lived this out? When those first Christians truly went all in and they genuinely followed Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life, they changed the whole world. When they lived this out, now there was a group of people who existed who, who loved their enemies. Now there was a group of people who gave their own money to take care of the less fortunate. These Christians even taught that every human has dignity and deserves to be loved, educated, and be kept safe. You see, you and I take these truths for granted, but Jesus was the first to compile them and bring them to the world as a way of life. I would say today there's kind of a renewed desire for us in the present. We want to know truth in the middle of so much anxiety and kind of dissatisfaction with life. We are experiencing once again what the people back then experienced. And the answer, the answer seems too simple. It seems too mundane. But the only real answer is following Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. But this brings us to our second point. How do I let Jesus be my way, my truth, and my life? Well, I'm going to be a little disappointing to you because I don't know. And I'm not dodging the question, but to truly let Christ be who he is and help you on your deepest levels, it requires an experience between you and him. You see, here at the parish, we follow Jesus's explicit instructions and we give you the sacraments he gave us to come in contact with God. Things like baptism, the Eucharist, reconciliation. Jesus gave these, and so we're giving them to you. But from there, it really is up to you to kind of unpack this reality and have you encounter God. We at the parish, we're going to help you find this contact by giving guidance. We have different studies. We have encouragement in, in preaching. So we're trying to consistently offer you ways to help you see the experience between you and the experience between him. So maybe kind of start meditating about this today, this week, and maybe even the summer. Say so this could be the summer of you discerning this. Really ask God, Lord, what does it mean that you are my individual way, the truth, and the life? He might suggest some things to add in that quiet of the prayer. He might say, hey, could you add this or try this? He might suggest to remove something, saying, you know what? 
this thing is just burdening you. It's not helping you. Please remove it. He might give a word or phrase, or he might tell you for the first time, can you just sit and receive my love of you? Either way, this is going to be a blessed interaction when you let the Lord and encounter, like, how, do, how are you my way, my truth, and my life? So you also remember those first Christians and how they changed the world by going out. Well, after your encounter with Christ, the same thing might happen to you. You might be inspired to say, like, well, how do I change the world? The church is still doing so much, not just here in the parish as we reach out to those in our neighborhood, but our diocese is helping out our whole part of Nebraska on a grand scale. And we're each called to kind of help change the world on this grand scale as well. So one of the things that we have is our annual, we do this every year, the Charity and Stewardship Appeal. You see, our diocese helps people in ways that our parishes cannot there are some things that I can't do as pastor here that the diocese can. You see, our prayers and our funds support places of support and healing. For example, the Family Life Office. The Family Life Office, they assist anything from marital help to removal of any addiction. You see, like I used them two months ago because there was a couple at the end of the rope and I don't have the training. We don't have the resources here, but they do. And so they helped that couple. Funds also go to like the, the Newman Center, UNL's Newman Center. And I've seen firsthand Catholics and Christians take refuge there because in college, that is the most hostile time to be a believer in Jesus. Other ministries make sure that there are presences in hospitals and prisons and nursing homes. They bring hope to the middle of these places. So I think the church does a terrible job of explaining why we collect funds for like charity and stewardship appeal. So I really today wanted to give you, why do we do this? Because our Catholic church affects the whole world and we're called to take part of that in some way. So I can promise you they are very frugal, they're perfect, protective of your funds, no wastes, no excess, every penny is pinched. You know how Catholics pinch pennies, pinch pennies so like that's what we do. So please consider being generous. But overall, the main message we heard today, we heard Jesus speak to people who were lost and dissatisfied in a world of confusion and anger. He said to cut through all of that, he said, I am the way, the truth, and life. Each of us, and myself included, has to encounter him on all three of these levels. But then his way of life calls us to change and maybe even help others. So again, in summary, that's why our diocese does things like the charity and stewardship appeal. Our parish can't help every married couple, every person struggling with addiction, or the lonely, or the dying. But the diocese asks, can you help them bring Christ to all those in need on a grand scale? So as we continue this Mass, maybe ask our Lord for two things in your prayer the rest of this day. How can he become your way, truth, and life? And then second, Lord, how do I help you become that for other people in need?